0: There's things that we have to go through to be in the business, and that's just one of them, right? Like the the, new, the the scope of appointment rules and things like that. We we've always made our way through those rules, and and sometimes they last, sometimes they don't, sometimes they end up going away, or and then they come back. So yeah. so that's one of them. Hey, everybody, I'm Raul Gonzalez.
1: And I'm Oscar Ibieta.
0: And our show is called Medicare Agent IQ. And the point of our show is really to help agents to be more successful in Medicare. And so that could be a lot of people, right? So whether you are brand new in this business and you need to figure some things out, or you are a tenured agent that maybe is struggling to kind of get over some humps, I think we've got content really for everybody in between those two things, right? The, the agent's been doing this for 20 years. I know you can, well, I know you can learn from us also because we've probably got some technology things to, <laughs> to, to help out with. So we've got, I mean, really some, some ideas uh, for everyone to listen to. So hope you guys are enjoying our regular content. One of the things we wanted to do this week is to kind of go over some of the some of the things for the 2024 final rule All and the fun stuff. Yeah, I know it's been kind of <laughs> kind of confusing for people and a little bit for some people it's kind of scary. right? So uh, one of the one of the big ones that people talk about right now are uh, the name, the, you know, the disc or, or the, the discrete use of the word Medicare and it's open for interpretation. Right. That's that's kind of the hard thing. But but as an agent, what does that what does that mean? Oscar? How am I great.
1: supposed to write Medicare business if I can't have the word Medicare in my name on my business card yeah. on my on my table? What does all this stuff mean to me? Yeah. How's it going to impact me for 2024?
0: What what specifically the rule says and we're kind of going through and and so all the carriers are kind of putting out their interpretation. So the way that these things work is that CMS actually puts together these um puts together these rules. And, and if you if you go through it, and I try to read through it, I, I, what I saw the other day was like 206 pages, That's a <laughs> lot of pages. So what happens is CMS kind of puts out like the final rule for for the new year. And then the it's the carrier's responsibility to sort of enforce those rules. And so What does that mean? They also have to interpret those rules. Mm -hmm. And so what we've seen right now so far is I've found uh, Aetna and Anthem have kind of put out their their rules and actually, thankfully, kind of look very similar to to the other. So that's what we're going through. But the specific words say, do not use the Medicare name and CMS logo in a misleading way. So use of the Medicare ID card image must be authorized for use by CMS. So basically what that's telling me is we're not using the Medicare card, don't use it. So like if you're the type of person, which I think is fantastic, if you're the type of person that creates your own flyers, all your collateral, your postcards, and and, and you're on uh, Facebook and, and, and Instagram, you have your pages and you're using the, fa- the, the Medicare card, it's time to stop yep. yeah and and what it is 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 you know so I, I you know how we've talked on other podcasts that things go full circle right where there was a, a time when back in the old days we were not allowed to use red white and blue <laughs> we weren't yeah. a, we weren't allowed to use the 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 eagle uh symbol we weren't allowed to use medicare in any in in the name at all so they've kind of brought some of those rules back and and but a a big part is you you really probably won't be using the medicare id card we couldn't have it out there when we
1: were out marketing so just know that agents were able to be successful even without having the Medicare card. So just yeah, to give you a little it. peace of mind,
0: we've done it before. <laughs> we've been there. Yes. Yeah, so don't, don't be too worried. I will say that it, it was helpful to have the Medicare card in places. And, it, and what it does, the reason is, is again, we're not trying to mislead people, but having that Medicare card is helpful because when people just kind of look at a distance, they recognize that card and say, hey, I had a question on that. Right. That's the only thing that's kind of frustrating about it. And there are still ways to do it because it says specifically here that it must be authorized for use by CMS. And we'll talk a little bit more about how, how to get that authorization. So there, you will still 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 see the card, but they're gonna need to review it every single time. And, uh, and what I'm hearing is that there are a long waits right now to be able to get those things reviewed so let's go through some of these real quick and one of the one of the ones that goes with this it says authorized tpmos um, and, and let's let me let me backtrack right what's a tpmo Third-party marketing organization. Who and is that? It, right now, we as insurance agents, independent insurance brokers, are being classified as third-party marketing organizations. Even though some would argue that we're that we're not, but but we are being kind of classified in with them, and so we have to follow these same rules. So so anytime that you hear us say TPMOs, that's for us. It also. applies to you yep. too.
1: You might some might think it just applies to the call centers. We fall into that. We fall under that. Category under that I, umbrella. That's with why
0: we had to record the calls last year. Yeah. <laughs> like we having to having to do that, which which it's not going uh, away. <laughs> like yeah. Spoiler alert: as we go through, it's not going in a way. We're going to still have to still have to record those those phone calls. But um, so authorized TPMOs must submit plan materials to uh, to Medicare after pre review by the MA organizations. So basically, what it is 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 uh, if you work for an agency that or work with an agency that. Creates marketing material for you. They're probably taking care of this already. Mm-hmm. Like I know that for our for our organization, we're we're submitting a lot of our generic flyers and things like that, and we want to make sure that they're ready for 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 AEP and with these long waits. So I think you saw something that they're about forty five days. Forty five days. Yeah. So they're <laughs> and as we get closer to AEP, it's going to go to sixty to ninety days. So if you do your own materials, you want to get something submitted. I would say. Now's the time to start getting those things submitted. Go through your upline. Go figure out figure out a way to do that. Take a if, if there's anything that you want to do and have ready for AEP, it's got to be submitted. And it's just it's just one of those things. And it's it's um, we've talked about this a lot. There's 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 things that we have to go through to be in the business, and that's just one of them, right? Like the the new, the, the scope of appointment rules and things like that. We we've always made our way. Through those rules, and and sometimes they last, sometimes they don't, sometimes they end up going away, or and then they come back. So, yeah. so that's one of them. So, uh, we we do have to submit any generic plan materials, specifically ones that mention benefits is is a is a big part. And what we mean by mentioning benefits is not just actually like a thousand dollars in dental. What we're talking about is if you mention the fact that a plan has dental, you need to get that submitted. Yeah, and I know that can be kind of a, a frustrating thing. Uh, I don't know. Do you, are there a lot of agents that kind of, that do create their own collateral? You don't see
1: it a lot. Usually it's stuff that's already, agents will pull it from like the carrier side. So anything that you pull from a carrier side, if there's collateral that you can put together, know that that stuff is probably already approved. And it's, it's in the works if it's not already there, which usually we don't start seeing stuff for the next plan year, probably until what, August maybe August right. September is when the carriers will start doing that, but uh, but no, I mean usually the stuff is done through whatever whatever upline that you're partnered with, whatever FMO that you might have your contracts through. A lot of times they just get that stuff done through them, but I don't really see a lot of agents creating their own, you know. There from are scratch. a few. Well, like we, are. Even,
0: we even have, we have we have uh, one in Austin that she's always kind of created her own stuff, and which I think is fantastic. And I think what that shows is an entrepreneur mind. Hopefully one day they start an agency, right? Because yeah. Uh, they, they're 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 willing to do that, and um, but but so if you do, if you're an agent that does do that, I would highly recommend starting to get those things submitted as soon as possible. So that's an important takeaway right there. Another, or I guess the next one that I want to point out here is superlatives may not be used. Guess what? You were <laughs> never supposed to use superlatives. It's always been a thing. Yeah, you you know, and um, you're not supposed to use words like best or the most coverage or anything like that, Never. even if, even if you've seen, and you can actually use the word, this could be better than what you have, but, but, but you just can't use, you can't say like, this is the best one, or this has the most coverage, even if it does. So like, if you, if you're looking at the plans in the area and you say, well, this plan has 5,000 has the most coverage, You're really still not supposed to say that. Yeah. And and, and there's there's a lot of reasons behind it and really what they're trying to do is trying to give off the impression that any plan is better or the than the other ones. Right. Right. Even though that could be better for the individual to, to blanket statements say, Hey, United Healthcare is the best plan in the area. Uh, that that's not true for everyone, right? What if none of their doctors are in it? Is it still the best? <laughs> not yeah. for them, right? Yeah. So so we have to be careful about those words. But we really were always supposed to. So I don't know why they've decided to to kind of uh, reintroduce this as as a rule. But superlatives so may not be used and and should not have been used in the past anyway. So maybe it's there as a reinforcement. Yeah, <laughs> just kind of hey, just a just a reminder. Stop doing this. <laughs> well, you know, because what, we, what we've seen a lot is from a lot of the commercials and i know uh poor joe namath gets a lot of gets a (laughs) lot of slack from guys like us right but um those commercials have really kind of come out in a big part of a big part of all of these rules that we're getting the new updates come from those commercials yep. jj jimmy walker <laughs> that, yeah. that, that that guy also uh, he's he's a big part or, or not him but but those commercials are a big part of why we're doing this because what they're doing is kind of like just kind of throwing out blanketed statements and they're doing it for all for all markets and it's causing some confusion and and people are thinking that they're going to get things which brings us to the next one do not advertise planned benefits outside the service area. So as an agent, you probably don't have to worry too much. But I will say a couple of things on that if you have any thoughts as an agent, how this might affect the only thing that comes to mind, I think of like
1: the commercials, right? That's what I'm thinking. So I can't really think of how it would apply to me like from an agent standpoint. Um, But that's that's the thing that comes to mind. Maybe if you're sending out mailers,
0: yeah i'd be careful about mailers and also um, like so if you have this mailer that you really like that talks about dental and and things like that but you send it to a, one of these rural counties without any dental coverage on their plans well now you've advertised to outside of that service area yeah. where, or where
1: grocery market. card yeah. right grocery cards aren't available yeah. in every market so i would say careful. they're
0: available in very few markets yeah. right and so like even if you live in a big kind of this big metro area And then you start looking outside of that area you're like uh, oh man if you just go if you could you could get in a car and travel 60 miles from city center of san antonio and you will find a county that doesn't have the grocery card benefits so if you're advertising to that that same you know because it's cheaper right if you send out postcards in bulk Cheap, yeah. it's cheaper to do it um then but you're, you'd be out of compliance and so you need to be careful also like on facebook if you're doing some facebook marketing um and you need to make sure that it's it's going by county right uh, make sure that you're not sending it out to one of those counties where where these things are not available and uh the, the reason that it's important, even though as agents, that's not a big as big a deal for us. It's really exciting to know that you're not going to see all those misleading commercials anymore. So that's a That's a, Or we'll see how they change. them. Right? <laughs> those are our hopes. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll still maybe find a way to, to kind of I think what they're trying to do is is cause an excitement. Right. And so um, who knows how they'll how they'll do it this year. Maybe they'll just put it in certain markets where they have it. But it's really hard to advertise on TV uh just in and say uh, just just in these counties so they'll yeah. probably scale that back quite a bit
1: the other big one is the uh the give back plans right there's not a give back plan in every market so everything you just said that applies to that too
0: yeah absolutely uh next one is the ma organization name or marketing name as listed in hpms hpms must be identified in the marketing of any products plans benefits or costs again this one as an agent might not a, uh, affect you as much but basically what we're seeing a lot we're seeing this a lot and uh if you've ever so full disclosure i've ended up on a on a call list for um one of those people before <laughs> and i ended up on there and i still to this day get calls constantly they think i'm a senior and, and you get them all like people who say i'm calling from medicare Like, no, you're not. (laughs) I know that as a matter of fact, uh, but, um, but, but I've gotten put on those lists. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to control who can actually send out, um, you know, so basically you're not allowed. So like one TPMO is not allowed to sell the contact information, their leads to another TPMO. And so the way to control that is we're making sure that the MA organization name or marketing name is listed. Uh, and can be identified on any marketing. So when those leads, if they're trying to sell those leads, we're going to be able to stop that. So again, that one, that one doesn't really affect you as an agent, like what you're allowed to do. But the important part of that is it kind of just lets you know, there's going to be some changes, things are going to look a little bit different for you. Um, So I'm going to read this next one real quick. Okay. And uh, marketing communications may not include information regarding potential savings that are based on a comparison of typical expenses borne by uninsured individuals unpaid costs of dually eligible beneficiaries or other unrealized costs of a medicare beneficiary why
1: do they make this stuff so easy to understand? Yeah. All like <laughs> God, I'm looking through this and I'm like, I feel like I need to read it two or three more times before I even understand what this is saying here. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, that, 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 this one's a little confusing, uh, but but I'll, I'll explain it in a way that I think that we can all understand. Basically, I'm listening because yeah. I'm going to be honest, <laughs> bro.
1: Like I'm looking
0: at this and I, yeah. I'm not understanding it. <laughs> so here here here's what it is. isn't. It funny that they write the. They, they write the Medicare and New Handbook at the seventh grade level, but then they write this one at like <laughs> the collegiate level. But listen, basically what this means is that if you're going to be doing any kind of comparisons on your advertisements, you can't say like, well, you can only, you know, pay a hundred dollars a day in a hospital versus paying the whole cost, you know, because what the assumption can't be that they're stuck uh, without any insurance at all. Because then obviously it looks great right and you're like well this this plan you only have to pay five hundred dollars for a hospital stay if you're there for a week where on original or i'm sorry where if you had nothing you'd be paying a hundred thousand dollars well that's not a fair comparison 500 versus a hundred thousand dollars you'd want to compare it against what medicare is covering make make more sense okay so again these aren't things that that agents are typically doing and so we'll we'll go ahead and move past this. But I will say it's important for us to know that this could help control some of those crazy uh, crazy calls that we've been getting, yep. you know, from uh, or you know people with their Medicare. Um, Medicare commercials that they've been seeing. So uh, this is a big one in the way that I've understood it is that this has always been the rule also, but the next one is visiting a beneficiary without an appointment is always prohibited, even when the beneficiary has expressed an interest in MA products. And so here's, I think, why they're having to reiterate this is it is, there's a lot, there's a lot of final expense agents that have moved into the Medicare world. And, and I've always, you know, we've, we've always known final expense agents. And what they've said is, if you call a lead five or six times, and they don't, uh, they don't answer, just drop by the house, just knock on the door. That makes sense. And final expense continue to do that. (laughs) <laughs> and, and Medicare supplements continue to do that. But if you're marketing Medicare Advantage, don't do that. We've never been allowed to just drop in on somebody. It's it, it's it's always been against the rules. And, and so they're just kind of reiterating that. We continue to do that for final expense. Continue to do that for Medicare supplements. But let's not do that for if you're there to market Medicare Advantage. And I want to also just tell people, um, you know, When you're actually doing that, if you have the right heart, right, if you go into like a super low income area and you say, well, I was there to market Medicare supplement, like realistically, you know, if you're, if you're dropping in on someone in, in, in one of those low income areas, oftentimes, especially in a market like San Antonio, where most people in those low income areas are enrolling in, um, in, in advantage plans, realistically, you're, you're probably trying to look for something yeah. else. So I always say, just kind of always do the right things for the right reasons, and you'll sleep very, very well at night.
1: And even, so the second half of that, I want to I want to touch on that. Even when the beneficiary has expressed an interest in Medicare products and an MA, right. an MA products. So what that means, right? When you're an agent, you're out working the field. If you're working retail, if you go out and do an event and you meet a a lead, you get their information, you get their name and phone number, but you don't you don't set an appointment. But they've expressed interest and you have their information and if you have their address, If there's no appointment, you cannot just go and door knock and say, hey, do you remember I met you at this at this event out here? Uh, I've been trying to call you. I was just in the area. I wanted to drop in uh, and see if you had, you know, had some time to to sit down and talk about your Medicare plan. Yeah.
0: Am I interpreting that correctly when I say
1: that? Yeah. You're not supposed to do
0: that. Yeah. That. and, And also, I think another thing would be the lead card, right? Yeah. Yes. I'm interested in Medicare Advantage information. So if they get a lead card like that that that's what that's what people are saying but no but they they expressed an interest no no doesn't matter don't drop in at their house yep. and and what and i guess the reason that they're trying to do that is again to protect the seniors um if you know if, if from pressured sales right like it's pressure when someone just drops in at their house or things like that mm-hmm. there is a there's kind of a gray area uh, i was talking to an agent just yesterday who was saying that the client left a voicemail said hey drop by tomorrow sometime anytime just drop by when you get a chance I'll be there all day and so they left a voicemail and so they were kind of dealing with some things that they got a complaint and they were like well he said to drop by anytime so there that it feels like a gray area I get the feeling that they'll probably just get a get a slap on the wrist Mm -hmm. or just a reminder hey remember not to drop in but I would say that unless you have a set appointment time don't drop in. Yeah. So uh, next one is MA organizations need to provide members with an annual opportunity for members to opt out of plan calls. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> it says uh, the there's gonna obviously be uh, future clarification on this matter to TPMOs, but I get the feeling, you know how I told you that I am on a list right now and it's very, very frustrating. Um, so this will give people that opportunity to get out of it. Another thing that really is gonna help local sales because you know the truth is is there's been a lot of people enrolling over the phone and it's because they're calling all the time and so when these calls are being eliminated again people are going to be seeking out people to enroll with and they're going to probably seek local agents yep. So that's gonna be helpful. So again, that doesn't really affect us too much, but we're just kind of going through all of the the key points. So MA, MA organizations holding education events may no longer set up future personal marketing appointments or have beneficiaries complete the scope of appointment forms at these events. Oscar. Quick question for you. When you started in Medicare, were you allowed to collect a scope of appointment or even set a Medicare appointment? Nope. Okay. <laughs> so we've been able to manage through this before, right? right? Yeah. So that's a that's a big thing that I'll let people know. So like when, I, when we used to do educational events, back when I started this, you used to be able to just kind of set up a table, put your business card out, and you could tell people, if anybody's interested in talking to me in the future as an insurance agent, feel free to grab one of those cards. You couldn't hand them out. You couldn't do any of that. So all of that, to say, they still work educational events will still make sense continue to do them. But just know that we're going back to the old rules. And actually not even you're still able to give your business card. So yeah. it's still not as you I know, mean, we had some we had some strict rules back then. And so it's still a, a little bit easier than it was before. So uh, next one is marketing events are prohibited from taking place within 12 hours of an educational event in the same location, the same location is defined as the entire building or adjacent buildings, what this is trying to do, and this does directly affect agents, what are trying to do is make sure that you're not gonna go in and say, after your educational event at the end of it, say, go ahead and go next door. We have this wonderful sales presentation for United Healthcare afterwards. (laughs) That's not what that you, so you're not bringing people in to an educational event just to say, direct Let's them go somewhere ahead else. and do that. Yeah. You can think of any other reasons that, like, basically that's what it's done. No, that's right? exactly
1: taking- it. So it's basically a twelve-hour cool-down period, a cool-off period. So you cannot, because an agent would do just that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna schedule this educational event, yeah, and then as soon as from from 10 to 11, and then I have a sales event scheduled from 11 to 12. So hey everybody, thank you for coming to my educational event. Uh, we do have a United Healthcare presentation yeah. in the next room over here or right next door where we're gonna be presenting the benefits.
0: Yeah. So can't it, do that. I mean, it's a smart way to do it, right? Like I, I used to know an agent, <laughs> All right, I saw an agent that were basically, one of the carriers was kind of really, really making their plan. Not as good as it was before, and so what they would do is they would kind of do these these annual reviews where they would go through and talk about the benefits. And at the end of it, by the way, we have a we have a seminar for another carrier at the end of that. So those kinds of things really, you know, you've got to be careful about doing that anyway. Kind of advertising it at one of those to, for people to go to uh, to go to a sales presentation yeah. within those like immediately next to it. So, uh, let's see here. MA organizations must wait 48 hours between the completion of the scope of appointment form and the start of personal marketing appointment. That was kind of a a blast from the past also right let's talk about that that's
1: what it was like for me when i first started so everyone's freaking out about this 48 hour rule and i thought that's 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 how it was when i got started when when you brought me into the business you you told me hey okay if you set up an appointment you've actually got to drive to their house for you i know you would do snail mail right but i would i would drive to their house have them sign this scope of appointment leave, and then I'd have to come back 48 hours later, because we didn't have the type of technology that we do now. And electronic enrollments were not a thing. So we couldn't do that then. So it was all, everything was paper. Everything was, was written down and we had to fax it. And so agents who are out there listening, the beauty of this is, you're, you're going to be fine. All right. And the beauty, though, is that you have technology now. And so we have ways where you can where you can email a scope of appointment or you can even text a scope of appointment to somebody. So if today is Wednesday and I'm going to be meeting with a client on Friday, I can just text them uh, if, if they've got a smartphone. Say, hey, I'm going to text you this uh, scope of appointment form. Basically, it's it's you giving me permission to come out and, and discuss these benefits with you if you could do me a favor and get that sign here when you get this text message and I'll be out there on Friday so that yeah. we can so that we can discuss the benefits. Uh,
0: just a couple of quick notes on that. This does not apply if you're working like at a retail location. Yes, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. yeah so if like you're working at a, um, at, a at a grocery, grocery store and, and, and you're sitting there and someone comes up and says, I want to talk, I'm, I'm, I would like to enroll in a plan. If you do the enrollment right there, go ahead and do it. Don't go to their house afterwards yeah yeah so you so like if it's right then and there when they came up to you you can go but if you set up an appointment do it for 48 hours yeah, yeah it's just kind of kind of the, the the way that it works and uh the way that i understand this is that this applies to telephonic enrollments as well you still have to give them 48 hour kind of cool off period to 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 be able to to uh to do that from but that
1: would be an outbound call right i mean i don't even understand how that works because if it's an inbound call
0: can you Oh, that's, okay. a, that's a good question. So, right. so, so the, the way that it's been explained to me is that they have to, but I think that if it is an inbound call, I should be able to, in, to enroll it right there. More to come on that. Yeah, <laughs> well, we'll to, see, there's to, the, I
1: mean, that's why we're doing this though, right? That's exactly why we do this to kind of to, to figure out, you know, how these rules are going to impact us when we're out in the field. Uh, yeah. come. And, and did we even mention
0: when, when these rules go into effect? We talk it, about that. Um, so the the rules actually the changes go into effect on September the thirtieth of twenty three. Basically, it's always right for the AEP. So these are actually for plan year twenty twenty four. When you can when can you start selling those on October first, yeah. right? So all of these plan all these changes will officially go into effect on that day. So uh, we will we will get a communication out with next time that we have this uh, next time that we do the podcast. We'll make sure that we that we touch on that. So uh, scope of a appointment is in a, a business reply card or a request to receive additional information is valid for 12 months following the date of the beneficiary's uh, signature date or the date of the beneficiary's initial request for information. So that's a change also, which is kind of good. So it's not basically when someone b- f- fills out a business reply card that you can call them forever. Mm-hmm. And, and the way that I've always understood that is that I always thought we had less than a year. Yeah, I, I think I, so too. <laughs> yeah, I always thought that it was like, and so if anything, this kind feels like it was giving us more time to do it because a lot of times uh, the way that i understood it before and it could have changed but it it had to be within a reasonable amount of time right like so maybe three months but now they're giving us a year so just keep calling those leads (laughs) and you've got you've got a year to try to turn that into into a sell. and the pre-enrollment checklist must be provided prior to enrollment including telephonic enrollments uh the effect of Current coverage has been added to the PECL. Oh, that one's that one's a little uh, harder to to go through. The pre-enrollment the checklist in on me right here. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> must be provided prior to <laughs> enrollment. So there's a there's a pre-enrollment checklist that every every plan has when you're kind of going through it, and so it must be provided prior to enrollment. And so that that's something that will be with the summary of benefits, with the with the sales book that needs to go out to them. So you'd want to do that at the same time that you are doing your uh scope of appointment maybe and just kind of give them a pre-enrollment checklist so that way they know just kind of some some things that will happen with the with the with the coverage how it will affect their current coverage because uh, i think again what's happening is that people are enrolling into plans not understanding well depending if if an agent's not doing a great job of it which sometimes telephonically it's difficult to do where they're saying hey like I didn't know this was going to cancel like I'm not going to be able to see my old doctor anymore or I'm not going to be able to to do this this or this I I need to get all new referrals I didn't know that so it'll be on it'll be on that and so they'll have to do that Um, and it's got to be prior to enrollment oh and so that doesn't have to be 48 hours that's just prior to enrollment so Um, TPMOs must provide the number of plans and products it offers as well as ship contact information and its disclaimer. TPMOs who offer all plans and products must also provide a version of this disclaimer. So I just went through it the other day and basically the website, if you have a website, if you have, um, any kind of, um, flyers or anything that you're doing at the very bottom of it it has to say that so do you remember what it used to say oscar i'm looking for
1: it right now so i pulled my phone out i was trying to to see if i could figure it out but.
0: it was frustrating what it would say is i do not represent all plans in the area and if you um, would like more information please call 1-800 medicare to get more information i mean that's frustrating because yeah. it's basically on every flyer every email it says i'm not Equipped to handle everything. <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not fully trained. If you want, if you want to get expert advice, call 1 800 Medicare. Which realistically, uh, it, I want to say this in the most tactful way possible, but um, our our training as insurance agents, we're, we're probably a lot. We give a lot better, um, a, a lot better. I would say that that the level of service that we provide is probably better than when they call the 800 number and enroll with with the federal government. And again, I don't mean that to disparage anyone. I want to choose my words carefully. Do you want to read the disclaimer? I got it
1: here. Yep. We do not offer every plan available in your area. Any information we provide is limited to those plans we do offer in your area. Please contact Medicare.gov or 1-800-MEDICARE to get information on all of your options. So that's what you mean right it's frustrating basically saying hey i don't offer everything that's available in this market so if you want more information call 1-800-MEDICARE
0: yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's and so it does it still says if you have more questions you can call 1-800-MEDICARE but it doesn't like kind of word it that way that's in a in a way to steer them back to 1-800-MEDICARE but the 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 new disclaimer does say you know i represent nine nine carriers in the area and those nine carriers uh Represent 43 different plans. That's right. that's what I that's what I did uh, for our website the other day. It's it's and it's so difficult because every you know every like if you do on a website and you're available and you know in in all of texas or if you're available in several states it it makes it difficult we have to you know but there there's ways to get around it and the last one we want to go through real quick is tpmos must record all marketing sales and enrollment calls including the audio portion of calls via web-based technology in their entirety other calls have been excluded so um It's hard to explain because the way that I understood it, the other calls were already excluded. So, (laughs) so, well, um, a lot of agents interpreted this rule differently, but a big takeaway here is that they used to say, well, if you're doing Zoom, it was kind of considered face-to-face and so that you didn't have to do it. Now they're saying the audio portion must be recorded so they want to make sure that you're keeping that so basically doing it on doing it on zoom or facetime is not a way to get out of 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 recording those calls as if you were doing a face-to-face appointment for some reason even though you're looking at each other face-to-face they're not considering that a face-to-face appointment
1: Anything that was anything that was considered a part of the enrollment chain, right? Anything that was going to lead to an enrollment. So if you have a current client who's calling you, who just is asking general questions about their, their current plan, you don't have to record that call. But if you have somebody who reaches out to you who is looking to make a plan change, that's a part of the enrollment chain. So that call does have to be recorded.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's, I know, it's frustrating for agents to have to do that. I, I completely, I completely get that. But here's kind of what I would like to one of the big takeaways, if you're an agent, and, and you're like, man, you, even if you're on the fence about doing Medicare, right? You're Like, man, I don't have to do all this with final expense i don't have to do this what i'll tell you is it's all well worth it we have agents with with you know 500 thousand clients in their book of business it all makes it worth it when you get those renewals there's a reason that we deal with a lot of of all these rules and i will say also that i'm glad that there's some of these rules in place there are uh there are people out there that are not doing things in the right way, and I and I hope that that stops. I hope that it just comes back to like, what if everybody just did things the right way, <laughs> then we wouldn't have to have all of these rules. So, so I'm okay with that, and uh, it's just part of our business, part of something that we deal with, and we always figure out ways to be successful within the within the. In the confines of of these lines, right? We we, we color within the lines, right? And that's that's how we do things. That's the right way to do it. And so we highly recommend that you do the same. But we know that you'll be successful because we've seen a lot of agents be successful, and we've helped a lot of agents to be successful through the years within all these roles. So thanks so much again, and we look forward to, to hearing from you. One last thing that I would like to remind everybody is it if you're enjoying this content, would you do us a favor, subscribe, send it to a friend if you know someone else who's working in Medicare, send it to a friend. Uh, Also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, a YouTube, really everywhere that you get content. We're we're pretty much on all platforms. We want to, we want to be a part of your success. We want to help agents to be successful. Uh, don't hesitate to send us a direct message, right? We're glad to answer any questions and, and go a little bit deeper and, and make sure that we're communicating and, uh, and doing a good job with any of our followers. So thank you so much. And until next time, have a great one.